Uh, welcome to The Quiet Girl. I am here with Azim, and I know him as both It's Azim and Found Conscious on Instagram. And I started following him, and I have to say you are one of my favorite people, not only because you have a great voice and you always speak so positively and kindly, but you have so much information. That is, um, I like the way you think. So um, how long, when did you start uh, believing and thinking, has this always been the way you are and thought, or is this, has there been a recent awakening or... When did you start um, being you? Yeah, I think it was my awakening. I wasn't always like this. Um, I think that's probably how it goes in this world. Is at some point in your life you will get awakened to the true nature of everything. Um, but I was, you know, very much asleep, if you could say. Um, but towards when I was around 16, 17 years old, um, I started to be involved in society and there was something in me that told me that this is all toxic it was a very toxic environment the standard kind of social structure um you know i would ask my friends or ask people what they want to do with their lives and most people didn't know and i got the same answer back all the time i didn't want to be one of those people um so my first awakening was really when i started getting into entrepreneurialism I'm starting to realize that you can be a successful person without the need to go to school or get a degree or what has been totally pushed on you since you were, you know, born. Um, so I started to get into a lot of self-development things. And this was my, like, when I look back now, it was my little awakening. It was, I was starting to realize certain things and that my life didn't have to be the way they pushed it to be. Like I get a degree, get a job, get a house be in debt, you know, meet a partner, have kids and retire at 60 and that's your life. I didn't want that. And so this a little awakening really um, was the beginning of what, like where I am now, where I'm going to leave. And Can so I ask, a, how old are you now? Just so I know how long ago that was. I'm 23 now. Okay. Yeah, it was my birthday on the 19th of September. So not too long okay. Ago. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Hello, uh, Virgo. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that was my little awakening around 16, 17. I was reading a lot of self-development, getting myself into um, all of those works, working on myself. I took a large period of solitude where I was just completely by myself. I was facing my innermost uh, unconscious habits. And it was a very tough time, but a very needed time. Um, and during this period of solitude um, was when I started to get into more of the conspiratorial things. Um, these are the things like 9-11 and all of the major topics most people know about. Um, and I started to really get deep within that because it was truth and it resonated with me. Um, my mind was blown every single day when I would jump on my laptop and research. Um, so around 18, 18, 19 years old, I started this page. I, I felt like I wanted to start something. Where I was finding out all of this information about what was going on in the world. Um, and I felt like most of my friends didn't know anything. I couldn't speak to anyone about this. So I knew social media, I'm just going to put my things on there, see if anybody, you know, resonates with it or if anyone else out there in the world is like, you know, awakening like I am. Um, and that's really when I started Farm Conscious. Like 
I didn't have a, a goal at the time. I didn't have an ambition. I just was simply posting things that are really interesting that a lot of people do not know about. And I felt they needed to. Um, and it just started from there. And a lot of people were resonating. I finally found out that people are waking up to certain things. The community was very small then, even just on social media. Um, it's gone a lot bigger now, but yeah, I would say that was kind of how it all started. Um, my dad played a big role in it because my dad uh, passed away last year, December, from multiple cirrhosis, which is a illness. And me and my family had been dealing with looking after him for good, you know, profusely, like the last five years. Um, and this awakened me to health. This is how I got awakened to the, the health system, what it really is, how it's really designed for us to be sick, like my father. Um, and I, it was the biggest awakening I had when I realized I don't have to have these things we call diseases. I don't have to be in pain or suffering. And I started to get into diet, foods, nutrition, how to live healthy, how to actually thrive and be the vibrant human being and soul that you're supposed to be. So my father played a huge role in that and continues to do so. Um, and now this is where I'm leading more of my page towards health because I think it's the most important thing right now um, and will be. I think health is truly the, the real wealth. I agree completely. Yes, and I, 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 um, I, because of people like you and then also just uh, I think it was seven years ago I got into rifing and learned about all that energy and that you know water used to just be all you needed to heal and what they've done to our water and taken out all the healing properties and and all the allopathic medicine stuff and mm-hmm. I think I got diagnosed someone thought I might have cancer and I was like there's no way I would ever listen to a doctor I would just change my diet or my mindset I yeah. would think right truly because when you really go into it, you ask, I have friends that are doing uh, medicine, that have done medicine, and I ask them, you know, how much do you know about nutrition? What do you get taught? And almost every doctor, every kind of institutionalized doctor, get zero to maybe four hours a year on nutrition. They do nothing. Yeah. They do nothing. Yeah, they do absolutely nothing. And so... The system, the medical system, it's, I call it a mafia because doctors, they could have good intentions, but they're perpetuating a system that profits off your sickness. They're not taught to prevent you from getting these things. They're taught to give you, give a, you, pill. Poison and give <laughs> yeah. you a pill. And so, you know, I, I, I've done this when my, my father was sick, you know, I just experimented and I was asking doctors. I knew what the answer would be. I was asking them if they knew about the lymphatic system, how it works, how does the body actually get rid of waste? What is your idea of a cold, a flu? And the answers that come back are completely preposterous. Like they spend so much time educating, but what are they really educating? They're just getting taught how to suppress the body's healing mechanism. That's all Mm -hmm. Uh, with pills. They're not curing anything. They're not preventing anything. They're just perpetuating a huge downward spiral of health. Um, and this is why it's so, it's so important to, for people to realize this because 
medicine is the ultimate tool of control. This is what John Rose says. Um, uh, 26 plus years with Terry, he's been exposing this whole system for a long time. Um, and it truly is. Medicine is the ultimate tool of control. If, you, if you're sick, if you're on medication, you lose all abilities, physical, mental, and spiritual abilities to, to really do anything. I've seen that with my father firsthand. It just stripped him of, you know, his soul essence really. Um, you talk a lot about that. Can you expound on that too? Because one of the things you really talk about is the, um, this, our soul and how um, a lot of the medicine and a lot of what's going on, whether it be the uh, magnetic fields and our third eye and all that. Can you expand on any of that too with the health? Yeah. Yeah, well, ultimately, comes. this is when you go down all the rabbit holes, this is the one that ties everything in together. It's when you start incorporating spirituality. It's when you start incorporating what happens, what are we, what is our soul, what are we here to do, where are we going, where have we been? And when you start asking these questions and really going down into it, we, you know, at least in my, my view, we, we have chosen to come here, many of us. Our soul has chosen to come here. Many of us are really designed to do certain things in this world. And medication, um, Rudolf Steiner talks about this, the famous philosopher. He, he, I forgot the quote, um, but he, he basically says that, you know, vaccines, the true nature of vaccines is not to get you sick. You know, they have so many things to get you sick nowadays. It's in your water, it's in your food, it's in the air. They don't need to get any more people sick. The vaccines are basically a spiritual balancer, I called it. It's to stop you experiencing and unlocking your true spiritual powers. And what I, it's really difficult for me to explain because um, this is, you know, I could, I could write so many pages and blogs and everything, so many things on this, just this topic. But we have very, very, we are very, very powerful beings. We... We are energetic beings. We, we, we have a frequency around us. We have the ability to achieve higher levels of knowledge, awakening, um, heightened levels of consciousness and sensory awareness. We have these abilities, and these are all suppressed. These are all taken away from us from medication, from um, vaccines, from all of these things, all the chemicals they're putting in the food and the air. Because if you're a docile person, if you are a person who, whose glands, a lot of it, our vessel is the kind of gateway to be able to experience these states. And if the vessel is not functioning properly, if our pineal gland, for example, isn't doing its job, if a lot of other organs and glands are not doing their jobs, we do not have the capacity to reach these levels of our true powers, our true intelligence. And so, true, so ultimately, that is what um, this is about, uh, the deep level of big pharma, the deep level of vaccines. Um, it's to stop our soul awakening. It's to stop our souls transcending to higher levels of knowledge, higher worlds, other dimensions. And, and what would be the purpose of that, though? What, uh, I agree with you. But like, what is the purpose of keeping all of us disempowered? and not realizing um, our potential. And it, if you're thinking of it in the physical world, because there is, there is more than just the physical. 
it's this is just one level of plane. This is just one field of reality. There are many, uh, many, many ancient traditions and scriptures and cultures believe the same thing. We we have higher levels of or worlds, dimensions, whatever you want to call them, realms that we can operate in, and um, that are you know more enlightening than what we are, what we have now, because. In a lot of ancient traditions, the world that we live in now, this physical reality, is the lowest world. I know Rudolf Steiner talks about this too. We live in the, the lowest world there is. This is the world of duality, of pain and suffering. And our mission truly is to transcend this world and operate in these higher levels, these higher um, worlds, if you want to call them. Um, and so when you when you think of it like that, the vaccines, the, the medication, the chemicalization of the food and the water is ultimately to stop you from being able to reach these worlds. Call them heaven, call them whatever you want, but we can achieve these things. People have done this. Um, and that's ultimately the, the deeper agenda to it all. Because if we reach those worlds, who, who it's a, it's doesn't a, want us to reach those worlds? It's a is spiritual it, war. That's so what it is. It's a spiritual war. So it isn't, it's, it, it's beyond the physical. So there are entities, people call them archons, Rudolf Steiner calls them, um, what does he call them now? Um, I forgot the word he calls me, he has his own name, Lucifer's. There's lots of different names for these entities. That are that have the ability to come in and out of this world. They are probably the ones that are in power, most likely, that are controlling the string, pulling the strings. And the war isn't about the physical world that we live in. It's a war that it's spiritual. So the souls that are occupying this world, they don't want them reaching these higher levels, these higher levels. So how would you advise people um, who are just learning about this? Or, you know, like you said, you can't escape the oxygen that is being poisoned. I mean, we you can purify your water. You can be aware of what you're putting in yourself. You can try to eat as the truest food you can find and re, you know, be conscious. But how else do you combat the what they're bombarding us with? getting in touch with nature there are many different things you can do and i think one of the easiest ways is to really get in touch with nature um because that is the source that is where our energy lies that's who we are as beings we are supposed to be connected to this world now having said that i think it's also it's a very long difficult continuous process of self-mastery continually going within, unlocking the different doors that lie within you, bringing the unconscious habits, the unconscious thoughts, feelings into the conscious realm and bringing about humongous change within the soul, basically unlocking the soul potential. And there are many, there are many means to do this. Um, this is what meditation truly is going within. There are different forms of meditation. Um, there are focused ones to, op to help you operate this reality. There is energetic meditations, um, eating right, 
aligning the body, organs, glands. Um, but there's there's lots of other things as well. I mean, I could go on with a huge bunch of lists to little day-to-day things you can do. But it's really, firstly, it's really important for people to understand because I'm still understanding. I, I haven't, I'm not at a level where I fully know everything, but I'm on a process that I'm learning. Um, I think that's what it is as well. It's the process of learning and understanding everything as it is. So we can't expect certain results. We can't expect to know everything straight away because this is what secret societies are. You know, secret societies have been around for thousands of years. Um, a lot of a lot of the secret societies that are doing good are simply ancient cultures and traditions that had to go underground, that had to flee from the mainlands because they were ostracized. And in China, a lot of the powerful monks and um, people there that used to practice a lot of energetic work, a lot of spiritual work, were outcasted. They were burned, tortured, killed. And so many still remain, but they're very, they're in the distance, they're in the jungles. And there's a person called Mantak Chaya, for example, who speaks about sexual transmutation and using sexual energy to to bring about wonderful manifestations in this world, to unlock the soul's potential, to build your chi energy, all the energy that's within you. And he got his information from an ancient Chinese master who dwelled within the jungle. And one of his missions was to find him. But they're all around the world. And this is because there is information that that isn't in the public domain. There is information about our true potential as humans, where we've come from, where we are, where we're going. And so it is understanding this process of learning, trying to attain such information, going within self-mastery. And that is the number one thing you should be thinking about, I think, is if I want to if I want to transcend her, I want to reach these higher worlds, I should learn, I should go within, I should do all of these things. I like that. See, I like about what I like about listening to you and your, um, went on your Instagram page is that you give so much, um, positive information. I mean, you, you, you spell out like the conspiracy stuff, like many people are starting to do, but, um, you also give a uh, hope and you, and you, give options for how to navigate it without um, it being all doomsday and, you know, uh, where are we going? (laughs) And I do like that. I think it's really important because ultimately it's all good knowing all of this information, you know, why 9-11 happened and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these things, all these false events. And you believe that, uh, I know one of the things you do believe when you brought up 9-11 is that most of these crises are manufactured. Yeah, most, if not all, major ones that are covered by mainstream. I started to realize that. I mean, I bought 9-11. And you you realize just about every terrorist is just a disenfranchised person that was offered money to or wasn't given a choice. I don't think people are really that horrible. No, everything is everything is orchestrated. This is a cunningly devised plan mm-hmm. that has been going on for years. From every 
industry from every angle you look it's been planned this is what we're seeing right now this is agenda 21 this is what is agenda 21 can you explain that for me please i see that and i've seen you mention it but i don't know enough to that i could speak on it agenda 21 is a document that was released i forget the date um but it's a sustainability project to to create an environment a world that's sustainable um, to do things under the guise of climate change. Um, and they use all of these fancy words like smart, sustainability, and all of these, um, these crazy words. But when you actually look into the document, it's been changed to Agenda 2030, Sustainable Development. But ultimately, when you analyze the documents, when you go through all of the sections, you realize it's not a plan for the betterment of humanity. It is a plan to completely disconnect every living being from the true nature of reality and nature itself. It is a plan to relocate rural people dwelling in rural areas, farmlands, you know, organic farmers are being kicked out of their farms now. Um, it's to relocate people into huge, dense, highly surveillance, no privacy, no freedom, smart cities. And we're seeing this agenda roll out so quick now. I, I remember first it started with the NEON project in Saudi Arabia where they created a $500 million smart city or billion it could have been. Um, they're still constructing this now. And it's all an agenda. Bill Gates, again, is Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funding all of this. Follow the money you knew you, you would understand the agenda. Um, and so it's really, it is a plan ultimately to disconnect us from reality, the true nature of reality. Why would someone, let's say like a Bill Gates, um, want that? Um, I don't believe Bill Gates is calling the shots. He's just a um, plot. Yeah, he's just a yeah. they, they do this all the time with, um, they put a given hero. This is the quote that I, I don't know who said this quote, or maybe I came up with it myself. I don't know. But I say <laughs> they choose our heroes for us. Mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg was one of these, Bill Gates, all of these people that Elon Musk, for example, we're, we're supposed to look up to these. They're, they're put in the spotlight. Um, they have good press. You know, I actually, one time in my life, really liked Bill Gates. I was, you know, fascinated by his business strategies and all of this. Um, but they are puppets. Mm-hmm. They are they are faces to um it's like layers. Uh if there is an agenda, there's layers to it. And Bill Gates is just one of those first layers. He's you know controlled by Bain and Company, which is um I'm not too sure much I don't know much about them at the moment. I just know a lot of his um philosophy comes from Bain and Company. Um, and he's very much controlled by them. But yeah, they're just puppets. They they don't really call the shots. They're told what to do. Same thing with Mark Zuckerberg, same thing with Elon Musk um, and all these faces. Do you so, think with like Mark Zuckerberg, do you think that he was a kid who genuinely had a cool idea of Facebook and when it started to morph and become this big social platform, he was then approached and brought on? Or do you think he was that he was always part of it and it it seemed to have an organic beginning but it was um, engineered well, i was looking into facebook 
a while ago. Um, and I even have a folder on my laptop of this. Um, but he didn't make Facebook. You can ask him a coding question. He doesn't know anything. Um, Facebook was a the technology and the network and everything that was built was stolen. It was stolen from, I forget the name of the company and I wish I knew right now, uh, but it was stolen from another company who are still filing lawsuits against them, but they're not getting anywhere. Um, it was a patent stolen by another company who had already developed what Facebook essentially is right now. Um, and so he didn't create Facebook. I don't think, I, I don't know. I know so he didn't. It was with the help of the CIA, DARPA, they were all connected with the creation of Facebook. So it started as this organic college community, and but they always had the plan to make it what it is? Um, yeah, so when it comes to technology, it's always, it's always deeper as well because um, there is a psychologist called Sam Bachman. He did an amazing, I think it was like a two-hour, one-hour each part interview. Um, and he talks about the psychology behind social media. And a lot of ex-Facebook um, CEOs and employees have even publicly come out and blown the whistle as to what Facebook truly really is and why it was designed. And it, the, the design of Facebook was the intention to gain the, and attract the attention of every single person as much as they can, just robbing you of your attention. And it was done by creating mechanisms which created dopamine feedback loops in the brain. Which means, which means that the whole system was based on giving you a false sense of happiness, a false sense of, oh, wow. And that is what Facebook basically is. When you scroll, you get a dopamine loop over and over and over. Yeah, it starts so, to be an OCD thing. Like I, yeah. I think I had mild OCD and I made myself overcome it. Like I just forced myself not because I wanted to have control over myself. But yeah. I, and you notice with the phone, after you've been on it for a while, you almost feel like you have to look. And I start yeah. to think, oh, my God, I'm an... I'm starting an addictive pattern. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's amazing. It is. It is. It is. It is, it is a huge tool to basically. It's just a distraction, really. Mm -hmm. And as Sam Vaknin speaks about how there is many, there are over twenty-five ways in which social media can be developed um, in terms of how people can come. And interact with each other there are forums things like this but social media chose something called networks which was this um you know kind of cloud-like structure this structure of networking and this is what he calls has developed something called the network effect which is what we basically see in social media is this idea of dopamine feedback loops this idea of people putting on a false pretentious, you know, different self on online than compared to what they're like in real life. Um, and it's created a very, very detrimental effect on society. We have a false sense of connection. We have zero yeah. genuine connection now, mm -hmm. which is and, crazy. Yeah. And they've chosen this on purpose when it was created. Um, this is what the thought process was going in creating it. And a lot of ex-CEOs have even publicly admitted it yet people still continue to use it and i still do and i know i mean i know it's detrimental but mm. but it's also how you get your information you can't turn on the news 
yeah, and you and uh, you'd be I'd be alone going this isn't adding up and so it 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 can be used as a positive tool Definitely. I believe still right I found 100%. you hundred <laughs> percent because without censorship yes without yes what is actually happening now if people were freely being able to put their ideas their opinions freely then amazing and you know that's why i set up my page that's why i'm grateful for my page um and connecting with people because it's given me that ability to do so but as of recently and you know i wouldn't even be surprised if it was part of the plan to increase censorship i know it it was um there are many people who spoke about this years 50 60 years ago prominent people speaking about how it's going to be in the future with censorship um but yeah definitely i mean if you can use these platforms to educate people you can create massive amounts of change and uh, we've seen that i've seen that in the community in the truth community how many people are interacting how many people are starting to realize you know i think maybe 10 years ago if you went on bill gates account on Instagram or something or on social media, wonderful comments of people praising him. But now when you look at it and you see comment after comment of people saying hey, what is yeah. this about, you know? And that's when you know, okay, the community is growing, people are waking up to the idea of, wow, this isn't the reality I thought it was. Um, how do you so- know, sorry to interrupt, but how, like you say the truth community, but this is where I, I struggle is um, and why I'm, I want to ask so many different types of people questions because I know when truth resonates with me, but it's uh, there's so much information. How much you know in the truth community do you think is really true and some of it's meant to distract or and how do you tell the difference? Because there's so many like conspiracy theories and, and, and different thoughts going out there and I think People can take a truth and then they can twist it and take people down the wrong path. And how can people discern for themselves like when they start going down the wrong path? How would you? So it's a big question and it really comes down to your ability to discern. It's your idea of what knowledge is and what your mental capacity is like and what it's operating at at the moment. Because you can receive any information possible out there. But if you actually know how to deal with this information with the mind, nothing can affect you in terms of, you know, affecting your life because we are beings that should be able, we were inquisitive beings. That's who we were. We questioned things. And we, I forgot the famous quote, but it's, that's something, it's something like if you can hold a thought without... I just um, put that on my website because it's my favorite yeah. one. I think it's Socrates that said it. Yeah, yeah Socrates. Yeah. A thought without something. That's <laughs> so do. funny. And I said that I was stumbling over it when I did my first podcast with Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, do you know the quote? I, it's slipping my mind. I, I just sent it to my son. I could check it out. Okay. I think I sent it to my um, son because I said, he said, I need that quote for uh, your website. It is the mark of an educated mind to entertain a thought without accepting it. And it was Aristotle. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think this is a major, major thing is don't believe anybody. I even say to people, you know, people are like, oh, what you'd say is amazing. And and I I say, you know, don't believe me. Don't believe anybody out there. You question it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not here to make you believe what I'm saying or have you think the way I think. 
it's your it's ultimately up to you and you have to take in all of these ideas and be able to hold them in the back of your mind hold them in this thought realm and be able to pluck away at them when you gather more information and when things resonate with you it starts to make sense so ultimately you know I think ultimately when it comes with social media, there is a lot of things out there that are just unnecessary. I've posted things and I've said things that maybe even unnecessary or not, I shouldn't even say them um, because they're very impractical. It doesn't serve its purpose as words, as vibrations. And so that's why I'm changing more of my account to be more practical based because we live in a world now where, and I'm starting to realize this, where people truly do need help. People truly want to better themselves, but do not know how. Exactly, and, yes. And I think if there is a certain post or something of something that's, you know, just a conspiracy, you know, great, it can help awaken you. I welcome to things like that. But ultimately, you should be looking out for things that are going to better you, that resonate with your soul, that that can help you advance and better your life in all areas. Health, that's health, why health, I like health. your website so much. I think so many eyes for the reaction. I think they're making people more fearful or um, mm-hmm. uh, more reactionary, more even hate-based because mm-hmm. it's so much, it gets people emotionally stirred up. And I think your, uh, I like the way you, your posts are because it doesn't do that. It's information, but without that, uh, that the triggering, Eat that yeah. word. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I get you. Without the um, looking for emotional response. Sensationalism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I'll be honest, there, is, there are certain things out there that are like, there is no light way to put this. I can't cope this, what I'm going about, about to tell you in berries and sweet mm-hmm. and chocolates and stuff. I There are things out there that are happening where, okay people you you have to to say it yes you you need to wake up to this and i like creating content because i play around with it i i I like to play around with what works and what doesn't and creating a sense of urgency of people you need to wake up you need to start to do self-development you you need to start to go and you know practice a craft you need to start educating yourself and to create sometimes creating a sense of urgency without the sense of fear is very powerful but there, are a lot of, there are a lot of pages that do it with fear and mm-hmm. anything doing anything fear-based is completely the wrong perception it language. hurts people more than it helps them i think yeah definitely that's just me definitely but i think i think in awakenings when people awaken there is a process there is a standard process that i think everybody goes through because everyone that i've spoken to who has awakened has experienced the same things there is a there is a period of oh shit <laughs> you know yeah I'm i remember scared. when i was starting to when putting things together i would i was a, had a very emotional response to it and but i've put it aside now like after yeah. you get through it then it you can hold all these thoughts and even know that some of the horrors are what what's going on and yeah. you're just okay but that i'm not going to let it touch me cuz then mm-hmm. i'm not helping myself Definitely, it's a process, and I think everybody goes through that stage where everything is just scary. Everything seems like it's fearful, but you got to ride through it. And a lot of people mm-hmm. back out. A lot of people, when they, you know, their soul wants to awaken, and the physical vessel, the mind. If you don't have control over the mind, it can be your worst enemy, and that's where people digress. You know, 
go backwards and you got to push through that you've got to say okay this is fearful this is scary but i'm going to continue because it's truth exactly to truth i say this as well this is another point that i've started to realize um and this might be a bit off maybe i'm not sure but sticking to truth no matter what no matter where you are in life you could be in the worst situation you know we've all been in horrible situations mm -hmm. and you're thinking i can't get out of this and i'm done i'm gone but if you stick to truth i've seen it time and time again if you stick to knowing yourself if you stick to the true nature of reality and it will take care of you it's like it's a hundred percent agree it is like a universal force i mean, i don't know what to call it um but it it takes care of your awakening it's it very pe it, it keeps you very peaceful i think yeah. and it um no matter what befalls you i think if you're staying in that space you can find peace yeah and and not have fear because mm -hmm. is it you're saying things i'm about to question a lot of people and i know some people didn't want to come on because they go oh, no you know this, the revolution or all this stuff and i don't want anyone to know what i'm saying it's like well then you're not helping anyone. what are you doing like mm -hmm. what what are you afraid of because if you're doing the right thing there isn't anything to fear no oh it you is. just did a posting on death like it's what yeah. it? even peter pan said to die would be a wonderful adventure i mean it's all an adventure mm -hmm. yeah it's also the idea of what death is because a lot of psychologists speak about this that the main cause and the root of a lot of our suffering is consciously our fear of dying it's our and that goes even deeper to say the fear of not knowing you know mm. you don't know but the thing is we can know we can know these things you've just been told you can't you've just been told you're going to die and that's it yeah. you're gone and live your best life here do all the crazy things you need to do and have a good life and then go bye bye but <laughs> that's programming that's mass psychological social engineering and manipulation uh because we there is so much more to us this is the evolutionary theory and what is perpetuating a lot of the agendas we see now and you got to snap out of that you've got to actually get in touch with who you are you got to start questioning things you've got to start getting in tune with you know nature it's a very cliche thing oh get in touch with nature but to be able to sit there and observe and be close with yourself be close with the the environment that surrounds us mother nature mother earth it's, it gives you a sense that you can not get from anywhere else you can't get it from your local smart shop or something i don't know no it's something you have to you attain yourself through the forces of nature and this is all what awakens you this is all what um gives you that deeper meaning to life that we're not just here for one quick ride and then we're gone it's it's nonsense it's just we keep going mm -hmm. it's just different forms yeah. maybe we keep going different forms definitely um but we have missions to do we have to unlock our potential and that's why i'm not sure if you've seen but that's kind of where i'm trying to take my page now is to more practical based things more on things that you can do on a daily basis more information regarding who we are as beings our true nature how powerful we actually are how intelligent we can be 
how we can you know manifest anything that we wish through the forces of energy the, the world is a form of energy everything is energy nikola tesla knew this many scientists knew this many prominent figures knew this and also many ancient healers masters and spiritual warriors knew this as well and it's all about unlocking that and this is the best time to do it and if not the most important time in my opinion I think so too. I, I said on another podcast with my girlfriend who's a medium and all that, I said, I think people that are here, we chose to be here right now, a lot of us. So we better take advantage of, of why we're here and be leveling up mm -hmm. as, as much as we can. Yeah, of course. I mean, I could, I could sit here and speak about all of the different cool agendas and you know it's kind of exciting and kind of whoa that's crazy but it all comes down to the same thing you know self-mastery and not in a selfish way because that's a wrong way to look at it it's if if every one of us got in touch with our soul our true purpose um the world would be completely completely different place so you know the very simple very simple to look at it big pharma medical industry the, the industry that, you know, is, if not the second most, um, the cause of death in America is doctors. This whole was number one. <laughs> yeah, in my opinion, it's so far from everything else. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and it's, this is a huge, monstrous system designed to enslave you, designed to keep you trapped in this reality, in this matrix, designed to keep you sick unable to um get in touch with your true spiritual self higher self and the very simple thing of just taking health into your own hands studying how to get healthy studying how to rid the body of toxic waste parasites heavy metals how to regenerate rejuvenate and uh, replenish the body with the right foods simply doing this you know that we put food in our mouth every day and we you don't even question, you don't even. Simply doing this, you can take down the whole system. You can, you know, once it is a system and we give energy to it, once we withdraw our energy, it has nothing to rely on, it has nothing to stand on. What do you think and, about the theory of, because I know food is energy, but I also know that, let's say, um, American Indians, before when they killed their food, they would pray over it because they knew the energy, they didn't want the suffering of the animal to eat imbibed into their structure when they ate it. Mm -hmm. Do you think um, it does make a difference? I always believe this, but I could be wrong, that it's how you eat your food is as important as what you eat in the appreciation that you can change the structure of food. So maybe it may not, you can't always afford organic, but if you're in an appreciative mode that maybe you could make it less toxic. I don't know, what do you think? Oh, of course, of course, definitely. And um, Dr. Emoto, the um, a lot of people have seen this video he speaks to water and then he uh, analyzes the crystal structure of the water after he says certain words words of oh, love. i've seen that where they fr froze love. the water yeah. too for music yeah yeah and words of love and positivity and enlightenment produce beautiful crystals in the water and this is a, an experiment that is repeatable you can do it yourself words of hate anger and you know created crystal structures that were very 
kind of barbaric that were ugly they weren't they weren't nice to look at same thing with rice you know leaving rice in a bowl um, and you speak good words certain rice it lasts longer it doesn't decompose as that that you speak bad to um, and these are experiments people around the world have done and repeatable results show this our words have frequency our thoughts have frequency and are forms of vibration and it, that means it has shape it has structure so when we can apply this to the foods and the waters that we eat and drink we can ultimately change or at least at the very least change the reaction that happens in our body of that particular thing we ingest i That's yeah. not no i think it really does work because i've i'm not a big person and my ex will tell you i would eat maybe four thousand five thousand calories at night but i i enjoyed it i was mm -hmm. appreciating every moment so it would i think it manifested different i didn't like just go sit and be a blob on me it was mm -hmm. like it was happy energy and it yeah. just yeah of course definitely but then there's also a way to level that up and that is if we eat what we're really meant to eat and are you the are you the are you a fruitarian what what's your um i am pro health i like to eat foods that just completely what we're kind of designed to eat and mm -hmm. that give us the most electrical energy as possible i am predominantly plant-based i pretty much just eat plants most of my diet is fruit um because when you look into it we are tropical subtropical at least beings that's what how we uh, are the most vibrant the, the tropical environment we are the most vibrant we have fruits that are given to us we have the water which is electrically stimulant completely turns on all of our neurons so we have the sea we have the climate sun which is the mother of all energies father of all energy should i say that completely nourishes us to the soul um and then we have the heat, we have the fruits, which are alkaline in nature. We have the heat, which is kind of acidic, which gives us that homeostasis and balance. We are beings that can climb trees. We are beings that have thumbs appealing. Um, we have the right, the um, right biology to digest fruits perfectly. And they are the most abundant and most, um, electrically abundant foods on this earth and there is a huge there is a huge debate i mean i'm not here to tell you what to eat that's not my game yeah i think it's different for every person too i really do i think you have to listen to your own body i think i think extent. so now i think so now now that we have kind of adapted to different environments but ultimately i think for the most part it's it also comes down to understanding because we eat foods that are now we eat foods in such bad combination where we're just creating this whole coagulation in the stomach. Oh, yeah. Then we have we're eating foods that are super complex for us to break down. We don't actually have the necessary means to break it down efficiently like other animals. And that this can be meat. And and so when you when you eat foods in their simplest form, the monosugars and fruits, so easily broken down by the, it doesn't need to be broken down by the body it's so easily absorbed by the body and it's pure energy and it's pure frequency and consciousness because our cells are also consciousness the conscious little beings that are going around and fruit 
are one of the most conscious forms of food you can eat. So I did not um, know this. Because they they measure it in something called angstroms. It's the electrical properties of foods and fruits, especially those that are grown in tropical environments like your mangoes and all of these things are very, very, very high in electrical energy. And we are electrical beings too. We operate, you know, electric, electricity. And so when you combine this with also having your thoughts on food, when I when I when I eat a mango or something, I'm thinking, this is so delicious, this is so beautiful, you know. You know, I try and think these things, and there is a sense of feeling after you've eaten this mango and the sun's beaming down at you, and you're just like you have this energy, you don't even know where to put it. And for me, that is enough for me to know, okay, this is what we're supposed to eat. Um, and it's also not only that, fruits clean you, so they nourish you and clean you at the same time. So they're perfect in, in my in my opinion. I'm gonna go out and buy some more fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you should definitely incorporate more in your life. It, it, yeah. it can't harm you. Because the idea of what we know about sugar is also the sugar myth is one of the biggest myths out there. You know, our idea of sugar. Fruit sugar isn't the same as all of this artificial sugar and you know, high fructose stuff. The fructose in fruits is not the same as the fructose that is in, you know, your other foods. It is super clean, super nice, super energetic, and easily available for the body to use. And that's what we need. We don't need things that are going to rob us of our energy. We need things that are going to electrify us and give us the energy. And then, uh, and then to segue, because I, I think we might be hitting time. You have a supplement thing. Right? Yeah. And I got the one because I, I thought, well, you're talking about it. it. must be good. And it made sense. And the chalk supplement. And then yeah. I read on it. It's like for guys, testosterone. So I gave it to my son. I'm like, that's probably not for me. <laughs> Can you um, explain what all those things are, what they do? Is it and- the chalk daily? Yeah, it was the chalk daily. Yeah, that's for, that's mainly for men. But <laughs> yeah, I gave other- it to my son. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the other supplements are... For women too, and they're I can't say it. it's sh sh Yeah, what is that? It is a um it comes from rock in the Himalayan mountains and it's an ancient medicinal kind of extract that they used to take thousands of years ago. They've been taking it for a long time. And it's a substance that's packed with something called fulvic acid, um, which is a very, very powerful kind of chemical structure um, for our bodies. It almost acts also as a decalcifier of the pineal. Um, and it's very, very mineral rich, extremely rich in minerals, shilajit, which means that when you have it, you're getting all the essential minerals you need throughout the day. Because what is happening now is like, just the true truth about everything is our soil quality isn't the same. Mm-hmm. Our food, our air, our water is not the same. They are, they are completely robbed of their mineral content now because of all the chemicals that are in there. And so when we would usually eat, you know, some fruit or some plants or whatever, um, we would get our minerals back in those days or, you know, over 100 years ago or however long. But now we have to kind of eat almost double of that to get the minerals we need. And so taking supplements as part of your daily 
routine and diet, things like shilajit is amazing to improve your health. Amazing to, um, you know, it's been clinically studied as well. They have their own clinical studies, but um, improves cognitive function, things like this, improves neurotransmitter activity. It's a, it's a, I like to say it's an ancient Ayurvedic adaptogen, meaning it adapts to the body's hormonal requirements. So it's not so much just for men or just for women. It, it adapts to your body. And that's the amazing thing about these things. And, you know, you look throughout nature and it has everything we need. It has things for us no matter where we are in our health. Um, and that's why I love taking it, to be honest. That I, I take it every day. That's why I like promoting it. And, and I, I like people's results. They also have so many testimonials, third-party verified, five-star reviews. Um, people just completely loving this stuff, um, which is really nice to see. Yeah, I got to get the um, that. <laughs> Not the one for guys. <laughs> yeah, the day you got the one just for guys. <laughs> I, don't, I like being a girl. I embrace being a girl. That's, that's a good thing. But yeah, um, I wa- thank you very much. Thank you very much. I, you know, I, 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 my, I think we're running out of some battery. I see my guy helping me. I hope we get to talk again. I know I'll, I'll watch you every day because I have a lot to still learn. And I, again, I appreciate people like you that do the research for people like me. Um, because. I mean, I, I keep saying I'm lazy. It's a terrible thing to admit to, but I, I really like appreciate people like you. <laughs> Thank you. That was kind of my mission as well, just to quickly wrap up. Just I know a lot of people, it takes me a lot of time to research this, and if I can condense it in one little post, that will kind of get the concept around or mm-hmm. to the people. It's perfect, and that's why I like social media. It kind of condenses research for people. Also, you do a great job. You do a great job. I will have your um, links and stuff below because I think right. everyone should be following you. I think you do an amazing job of, of giving the information and, and giving it beautifully and and then also giving tips and tools for how to live, not just that there were giant trees on the planet at one time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much. It's been really nice. Thank you. Get to do this again as well. I would really like that. I will do more research and I'll even have more questions. (laughs) Thank you. We can go really deep next time. Yes, we could. Yes. (laughs) Have a great evening for you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.